It's mailbag time. We asked you guys for your questions about the Preds NHL hockey, and we got some on the NHL trade deadline, the falling NHL TV ratings, how the Preds are going to finish the season, some prospect talk, and much more. We'll see what we got today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast. That's available to you wherever you get your podcast and, of course, on YouTube. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com. And I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. I also want to mention today's show is sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. All right, Ann. It's time to go to the Lockdown Predators Post Office. I love, okay, when you hear Mailbag, what cartoon song goes through your mind? Oh, Do you Blue's have... Clues, right? Okay, good. I yeah. just wanted to make sure we were still, you Here's know, on the same. Mail, it never, never fails. fails. It, it makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Okay. Everybody just tuned out. I know, but didn't it make you and I happy to sing that? It did. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll be happy until the viewers and ship numbers for this. Episode. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot to cover. So so let's get straight into it, shall we, Ann? Let's do it. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's uh, let's go to Twitter for our first one. Uh, this is from at Nick McDonough 12. What do y'all think is the best realistic outcome for this season? Ooh, I, this is a great question as somebody who covers hockey. It is a little bit more difficult to answer as a person who at my very core is a hoctimist. Mm-hmm. Um, inconsistency makes this a really hard question to answer this season for the Nashville Predators. Um, if the team can play like they played their last three games, post-team meeting Everybody pulling in the same direction, everybody putting forth effort, everybody skating hard, 60 minutes of effort. I think there's a chance that this team can make it into the playoffs. And here's the here's the limb on which I am willing to go out. If this team makes it into the postseason, they're going to make it into the second round. Yeah, that's isn't that the best case scenario, just the Preds <laughs> winning the Stanley Cup? Well, I mean, isn't that the high end of of what the best realistic outcome is? Do you think the Preds performing the very best that that you have seen them this season? Do you see look at them and go, you know what? That could be a Stanley Cup team. No, but it's the best outcome, right? I mean, in theory, it's the best outcome. Like, what is the best realistic? Nobody said that about Montreal a few years ago or Dallas during the, the COVID contest who knows yeah. i don't know it's such a crapshoot and the playoffs are such a crapshoot anyway it it's just you know can be like what team gets hot at the right time which team right. has the best matchups injuries uh, Reds in 2017 certainly uh found that out with uh you know good matchup against chicago and 
um, yeah, some, some good, uh, some good performances along the way. Um, I'm with you. I would say if this team can get into the second round, break that, uh, round one hijinks. Yes. Uh, and not only get into the second round, but be competitive in the second round. Like maybe they lose to like a team, like, you know, Colorado or Dallas in a seven game mm-hmm. series. You know, I, I would be okay with that. I would see like enough to be like, okay, I, I think, you know, we don't need to tear it down. We just need to kind of refresh the core a little bit, get some of these newer players in. Uh, I would love to see some of the younger players leading the charge to make that happen too. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that to me is what would be the best outcome. Yeah. And I think it's possible because you look at the teams yeah. that Nashville's beaten, they have beaten the playoff caliber teams. I don't like the one team that makes me think they're clearly going to win the Stanley cup is anytime I watch Boston, I'm going to be honest with you. Like Boston is the Colorado of last season. They're just kind of this team all on their own, but I think, you know what? Nashville has the potential, but it's just like raising a teenager. I see your potential. (laughs) Are you going to go smoke weed? I don't know. I hope great. Great options either way. I'm sure. Oh gosh, no. And would you like to reach into the mailbag for the next question? Let me reach into the mailbag here. Okay. So we had a couple of um, trade questions. And so I'm going to mold these YouTube trade questions together. And and we're just going to dive into the deep waters here. Okay. What should the Preds do at the deadline? Should they trade some aging players? The suggestion was Ekholm. We're going to address that in a minute. And or pick up prospects and picks to build a stable future. And somebody wants us to, hey, talk trade if the Predators get in the playoffs and if they don't. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Barry Neal and Alejandro Lindenheimer for sending those questions in. Um, it's interesting because I think I think what the Predators are going to do. In, if, if the pred- Let me phrase it like this. If the Predators are where they're at right now in the trade deadline, which is kind of on the the, the line of the playoffs, like mm-hmm. playing good, um, but, you know, not quite in or still kind of on the bubble. I, I don't think you're going to see David Poyle do much. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe shop another defenseman depending on uh, carry just because, uh, you know, with, with Borvietsky out due to injury, there really has not been a lot of defensive depth. Um, you know, maybe add, you know, a bottom six piece up front, but nothing, nothing too earth shattering. Like they're not going to give up a first round pick for, you know, the the top rental or anything like that. Um, I think that's realistically what's going to happen. I, David Poyle's a guy that doesn't like to do a lot of hockey moves in the middle of the season. Mm -hmm. You know, we've seen that in the past. Uh, he likes to kind of wait until the summer when there's more teams that are shopping, you know, more chance that, you know, somebody in the playoff picture might be willing to part with a bigger piece or a younger piece. I think that's what we see happen. If the predators go, you know, the route of trading uh, like somebody, Matias, I or Mikhail Granlund, uh, or maybe try to move like Ryan Johansson's contract off the books or something. So the only way I see them really making a move like that at the deadline is if they just crash and burn mm-hmm. over this next couple of weeks and just completely fall out of the race, which is, I mean, they're going to basically have to win like one out of 
you know, 15 games or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Or, you know, if they're still in the bubble and somebody just makes an outrageous offer, you know, in in the words of Vito Corleone, an offer you can't refuse. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I think so much about the trade deadline is going to be settled, like you said, in the next maybe three, you know, just through the February schedule. You look at Nashville's February schedule. There are four teams that are, in the words of Vivian Ward from Pretty Woman, a sure thing. You know, you've got Boston, Pittsburgh, Minnesota, and Vegas. So you've got some teams that are playoff teams, but there are also opportunities for Nashville to kind of stockpile some points against Arizona, Florida, San Jose. They've got Vancouver. So there are, I think what you see Nashville do against the playoff caliber teams and what you see Nashville do against the, oh, so not playoff caliber teams in February is going to decide the direction. I don't think Poyle's going to do much until right before the deadline. And I'm with you. I don't see him making a huge move. Just, he just is not a huge move in the middle of the year kind of guy. But I agree with you. The, the position I think that the Predators would make a move on is like defensive depth. Yeah. Um, Weren't we saying the same thing last year about, uh, oh, yeah, they got some opportunities to beat up on some bad teams in the month of February. And then, uh, yeah, they, they, in, in, in retrospect, they did not beat up on those bad teams. They did not. Look, Nashville, you have got to avenge last season in February by beating Arizona twice. None of this, like, four-goal lead in the first two minutes and then whiff. We're not playing that anymore. We've done that. But I don't see Nashville doing a ton Um If they just tear it up in February, if they are like nipping at the heels of some of these top teams in the central looking for the playoffs, the I'm with you. The the piece I see them looking for is defense, you know, and I don't know who is really out there that is actually viable for them to get on defense. Yeah. Who would I want? They're 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 not they're not making a Shane Gossish beer trade or anything like that. Well, and I think like a third round or higher. Yeah. And I think the, the Bo Horvat thing seemed like a pretty hefty price. So if that's what the market's looking like, I'm, I'm thinking we're just going to sit firm. I'm not a fan of trading at home anytime period. Just so we're clear. I'm not a fan of that move. I think that's a bad move. Yeah. Uh, There's a whole different conversation to have about if the Preds do become sellers at any point, Mm -hmm. uh, who do you keep? Who do you give away? Uh, that's that's going to be an interesting discussion down the road. Uh, probably yeah. one for a different episode. Yeah. Uh, more coming up on this in just a little bit. We have questions on some of the Preds' prospects, uh, Central Division standings, and uh, a couple of doozies in there. Mm. A couple of fastballs. Maybe might make some people mad. Yeah. Who knows? We'll get to that in a second. But first, want to mention today's show is brought to you by Fan Duel Sportsbook. And this year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is Fan Duel, America's number one sportsbook, and now the new betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're happy that they're on board because they're the number one sportsbook in America. And if you're new to Fan Duel, even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. You can download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to 
$1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So win-win either way. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. Plenty of other prop bets. How long is the national anthem going to be? How many passing yards is Patrick Mahomes going to have? Pretty much anything you want to bet on, you can find it at FanDuel. And the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and easy to use. And best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL and Locked On Predators. All right, and back to the old mailbag. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get... Um, Let's let's see. Let's let's go to uh, Jerry C here uh, from who this came in via YouTube. When can we expect Yoakam Kamel and will he have to spend time in Milwaukee first? Yeah. Okay. First of all, I love the little baby preds. So love any question about the baby preds. Yoakam Kamel. Okay. I needed to check. We, I needed to check. I don't know if you caught up with Eric Danae, Eric Danae, if you're not following him, he is at, what is his Twitter handle on the future? future Make sure you're following him on Twitter. He is hands down one of the, if not the smartest person when it comes to predators prospects and their development. And he follows them like uh, Joachim Kamel is playing in the Finnish league. I can guarantee you that Eric has been watching all of his games. Um, so follow Eric on that. It's going to be a little while before we see him in Nashville. Of course, he'll be back in the summer for development camp and for rookie camp. Um, but he's, I don't know where he stands as far as contract wise with Liga, the league in Finland. I don't know about that. He will have to spend time in Milwaukee. Um, I, I just think, I just think, you know, he's going to need that kind of time to develop and, and switch over. Yeah. Having said that, you look at how quickly you so Parsonen, who also came from the Finnish league, you know, he did not spend a ton of time in Milwaukee um, before jumping up into Nashville. So Kimmel may be somebody who doesn't spend years in Milwaukee, but he'll right. need a little, he'll need some seasoning down there for sure. Right. I, I think you're going to see Kamel probably one more year in Liga uh, after this, before he comes to North America. So I would say realistically, depending on how the season goes, maybe you see a guest appearance for the Preds at the end of next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, like one of those like late season Ellie Tolman and things where he comes over uh, after completing his season. Um, you know, I, 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 but I agree. And I think he's, I think he's probably going to at least start in Milwaukee for, mm-hmm. for a season. Uh, you know, you, you might see him kind of at the Parson in age 21, 22. And he comes in here and kind of solidifies a spot in the lineup. Yeah. And, and Parson and played, I think he came, and I don't know how many games he played at the end of last season with Milwaukee. Not very many. Yeah, and just then, a little bit. Yeah, just a little, a little bit. And then, of course, worked really hard over the summer and development camp and all of that kind of thing. And then, you know, we've seen what he has been able to do. Um, so right. it, I, I think he'll, I think Kimmel will be on the shorter end of time in Milwaukee, but he'll need a little, he'll need a little Carl Taylor. We all need a little Carl Taylor. We all need a little Carl Taylor. Yeah. Uh, and what's the next question you got? All right. Jump, so jump I'm, into the mailbox. 
I'm reaching into the mailbox and I'm pulling out a fun question. I am so here for these fun questions. So if you could get any Preds jersey with any name and any number, what would it be? I assume this is current Preds, right? Like not I Preds of past. said any. Any uh, I, I would, I've been trying to find one of those like old school, like silver sleeve, yeah. like coho, jofa, um, CCM, whatever, whoever made it back in the day. Those old school, like Predators home jerseys with either uh, Tomas Vokun or Scott Walker. Oh, that'd because be those, so cool. Those are my two, uh, those like my two favorite, like back in the day Preds. Yeah. Um, current Preds, here's the thing. Uh, I don't do well with jerseys because I always wind up jinxing people. Oh, no. Like, I bought a Victor Arvidsson jersey, uh, and then he was traded. And before that, I had a P.K. Subban jersey, uh, and then he was traded that offseason. Uh, I bought a, uh, yeah, it, for uh, there's like FC Cincinnati players that, were traded before the jersey even got to my playing. I bought a I bought a Vince Young jersey, like the famous year where he like went missing and then kind of lost his starting job. Oh god! Uh, there, there's like you go through my jersey pass, and it's like I am so afraid to get everything. <laughs> uh, I do have. I asked for Christmas a uh, like a couple years ago a Roman Yossi winter classic jersey but that was after he signed his big contract with a okay. no clause because i'm like i gotta get somebody who's locked in <laughs> yes you want it to last through the styles yeah you know the style i, I needed to invest in somebody that they knew wasn't going to wind up on the waiver wire <laughs> or get traded unceremoniously in like three days yeah yeah if i had to do past pred and, you know, and I already have perhaps what some may call an obscene number of Pecorine jerseys, just because Pecorine is just my absolute hero for a number of reasons. Um, or P.K. Subban. Look, friends, I am an unapologetic P.K. Subban lover. Like, I would I would love to get one of those. If we're talking current Pred, um, I would get... And this, I, I wanted, and I ranted about this on a plus minus, I wanted a Mark Borowiecki or a Matthias Ekholm reverse retro in a size that you would not pitch as a tent. And they do not sell that. So I would like one of those. Or I would get a number eight. And on the back for the name, I would write Pitlick 2.0. <laughs> Do you really want to compare Cody Glass to Rem Pitlick? Look, is, 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 that, is, that the, heart, is that the path you want to take? It's not about it's not about where they ended. It's about where they grew in my heart. Like, look, I'm here for these. I'm here for the young players. And the other thing I'll say, I was watching Milwaukee Admirals the other night. The Admirals jerseys slap or are lit or whatever the lingo is these days. Milwaukee Admiral jerseys are the best. Yeah, uh, love the love the color scheme. Yes, uh, they have on those. Uh, they they've been uh, very good. Even like the old school um, Milwaukee Admirals jersey, like before they did like the black and like light blue rebrand. Yes. They had like the like the kind of blue and copper look or like light red, whatever you call that. Yeah, um, that was pretty solid too. 
Uh, yeah. I love the like refrigerator one. Have you seen the refrigerator, the skating uh, refrigerator? Yeah. Dream Jersey, friends, dream yeah. Jersey. Absolutely. Uh, more mailbag uh, stuff in just a little bit. A mix of uh, some fun ones and uh, maybe maybe a couple of hot button ones. We have those coming up. But first, you know it is Nick and my joy to talk to you about our great friends at Built Bar. So if you are like me, you got through the holidays, you want to make a healthy eating resolution, you want to make some better choices this year, you got to go with Built Bar. With Built Bars, healthy means tasty. Seriously, they are so delicious. You are not even going to believe that you're eating something good for you. They are perfect for that New Year's resolution, that healthy eating that we all want to do. So what makes Built Bar so great? Well, first of all, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, which makes everything better. And they come in so many incredible flavors. They have churro, which is my son's favorite, peanut butter brownie. They have mint brownie. They have coconut almond. And I don't don't know how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while also having absolutely amazing macros. When you eat a Built bar, you're consuming only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and you are getting a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now even better news, you don't have to sit around and wait to get a box. So for years, we've been talking about going to built.com and ordering them online. Now you can go to Walmart or Sam's Club. So next time you're in Walmart and you're thinking, I need to get something healthy, I can grab and go, go over to the pharmacy, pick yourself up a four count box of Built Bars. You can get cookies and cream. Hey, even go crazy and get the double chocolate. You will love it. And if you go to Sam's Club and you think everything is better when it's a little bigger, you can get a 13 count box of Built Bars and you can get brownie batter or like I said, that churro. Go and grab those at Walmart or Sam's Club. And remember, you can always go to built.com to pick up your Built Bars. Whether you get them at Walmart, Sam's Club, or online, Nick and I will tell you, you will not regret it. So check out built.com. All right, and jumping back into the mailbag, uh, here's one from Jet underscore DAV. Curious what you guys think is the biggest reason behind the NHL's drop in ratings. Yeah, the report that came out this week that uh, NHL ratings on ESPN TNT, 22% drop from where they were this time last year. Yeah, so I was telling Nick before we recorded, my husband actually is professionally a, a Matt Duchesne hater, but also his side hustle is he's a data analyst for a large company. And so in conversation, I was saying, hey, what do you think that's about? And here is what the data analyst says. Don't look at numbers in a vacuum. So is this an artificially high hurdle? So he was wondering, one of the questions he had is, were last year's numbers inflated because it was the first 82-game season back? How hungry were we there. all for hockey? So he said, you know, you got to look at that. Um, and then where are you leaking viewership? So do we think that hockey viewers are going to watch other sports, other entertainment, or are people just cutting cords and they just don't have the access to it? So mm -hmm. both fair context questions. Um, I think probably there's a little bit of that in it. I think, you know, 
having the first 82 game season probably did inflate some numbers last season. Yeah. And I do think they may be leaking viewership. I think this is, I really do think a lot of this is the, the hunt to find the product. Yeah. You know, if you're it, watching, it, if you're watching the NFL, you know, I'm going to go to CBS. I'm going to go to Fox. Every so often I've got to go to the NFL network and what the flag nog I need Amazon prime. Yeah. But it seems like the NHL, you have to, you really have to hunt for the product. Yeah. And, you know, if you mentioned that you think part of it is just kind of almost cultural in a way. I mean, fewer people have cable now. Yeah. Like everybody is kind of either, you know, switching to just, you know, kind of like streams or just, or just not watching it uh, unless it's, unless it's on cable. Like a lot of people I know just don't have cable at homes, even sports fans. Right. Um, you know, they keep up, you know, on the app or whatever. And if there's a big game, they'll go somewhere and, and try to find it. But, you know, I think that's part of it. I'm, I'm curious to see ratings for other leagues too. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, if they're dropping as well, if they're down from a little bit, you know, obviously uh, NFL is not going to drop, you know, because it's, you know, the same as it's always been. It's always been on, on network over the air. Right. Um, but, you know, NBA, MLB, you know, I, I'd imagine they're kind of dealing with a lot of the same challenges, too. Um, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of people when this conversation has come up, you know, mention, you know, NHL marketing. Mm -hmm. That's I'm sure plays a role into that, too. I mean, you're kind of going away from Crosby Ovechkin and, you know, you know, is Connor McDavid is great in hockey circles, but are just your average sports fans who don't know a ton about hockey know who Connor McDavid is, what Connor McDavid looks like. I was having this conversation with some non-hockey fans right. um, on my trivia team the other night. You know, it's just it's like I don't, I don't, I don't know, couldn't tell you what Connor McDavid looks like. You know, I think I think the NHL is missing, uh, you know, some opportunities to kind of make some guys a little bit more mainstream stars. Yes. I think that's part of it. I, I don't think this is just one thing. It, no, I, yeah. That's the point. Yeah, I think there's, there's a lot that goes into this. I think there are layers. I do think that they are – there's a lot that the NHL could do better to yeah. improve that. I think they are not doing a fantastic job yet of marketing to a demographic that is not a white male. I think they need to do a better job of that. And I, you know, and, and I think we've seen recently, there's a ways to go to include other communities when it comes to the NHL and the NHL kind of needs to decide mm -hmm. what they want to do when it comes to their audience. And the fact that, you know, they could have a very diverse audience and what are you going to do with it? They also, again, my husband pointed out, you know, you look at um, basketball back in, you know, the Wayne Gretzky era. And in basketball, you had Jordan, you had Bird, you had Magic Johnson. Yeah. And I mean, there was this whole And then Kobe line. and LeBron. There's always yes. been, in the NBA, there's always been somebody to like market around. Somebody that's yes. like, when you think of, when you think of the league, you think of that person. Right. And, you know, now we have like you look at, well, what's a huge storyline internally in hockey? Well, Alex Ovechkin chasing Wayne Gretzky. There's really no storyline about that. And yeah. I think we're doing a disservice in some ways to the athletes by not telling more of their stories. Um, not on ice. It doesn't always have to be about statistics and analytics on ice. But I think 
hockey has missed an opportunity to connect viewers with athletes as people and not just about their on ice stats. So there, I agree with you. I think there's a lot of layers and there's a whole conversation there. For sure. Uh, next question. Let's go through a couple quick. Yep. Oh, oh, me. Okay, here we go. Uh, it's your turn to reach in the mailbag. Oh, gosh. Uh, where do we see each team finishing compared to where we thought they would finish at the beginning of the season? What is your finished Central Division look like, Nick? Yeah, thanks to Ad Ryan the Gamer 24 for sending that question in. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we talked about this yesterday in our Central Division thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think the one big surprise, well, I think the two big surprises to me are where Colorado is Agreed. Uh, and where Winnipeg is. And I think there's still maybe some doubt for each team as to that's not going to last, is it? Like th- yeah. that kind of talk. Uh, I think Colorado, especially once guys like Gabe Landeskog come back in the lineup and Nathan McKinnon's 100%. Um, you know, Val Nishushkin missed a lot of time and I think he's still kind of struggling to come back. Once everybody is healthy and hits their stride, I still think this is the best team in the central, mm-hmm. um, you know, Winnipeg, I, I maybe see petering out a little bit, still a playoff team, but maybe like second or third, uh, you know, Dallas is going to be the wild card too, because they've been started off really hot and have kind of leveled out a little bit over the past, mm-hmm. uh, few weeks or so so i i think if i think i would say colorado is going to be the biggest riser in that yeah. group i would say colorado is going to finish much higher um and then maybe that hierarchy of teams everybody just kind of goes down a notch yeah i understand that i will say at the beginning of the season i had st louis second i really felt like st louis was going to be the team that nobody was talking about that was going to get it done i'm going to sit here and think about my life choices yeah that's that that's our bad yeah that's our bad yeah (laughs) Yeah. uh here's one from uh vasky i think i'm pronouncing that right on youtube the most entertaining series the preds could get in the first round assuming they climb up there basically one you would love to see what a great question i want to shout out this question this is a great question two answers emotionally colorado i would love to see the predators face Colorado in the first Did you not round. hear what I just said? <laughs> with UC Soros and come away out of that with a win. That is my emotional choice. Um, Hockey-wise, just for pure on-ice product, I would love to see them play the Jets. And, and I know the storyline would be Soros versus Hellebuck, but I would also like to see uh, some of the off, you know, the offensive players face off. I think that that would be a good hockey first round series. What about you? It, it's it's funny if they play in the central. I agree. I think a Winnipeg Jets matchup would be mm-hmm. absolutely wild from a hockey standpoint, and I think they could beat the Jets in seven games. I, I really do. I do. Um, yeah. It's if from like a practical standpoint. Uh, ideally you would kind of want to fall into that wild card one spot and wind up, uh, going against whoever comes out of the Pacific because, uh, yes. that division's kind of a mess right now. Uh, yeah. Vegas is in free fall. Half their players are hurt. You have Los Angeles who's in second place right now, but, uh, they have a negative goal differential <laughs> other besides being the second place in the central division. Uh, Seattle is currently in first place. You have no idea, um, you know, how 
like you know whether how realistic that is can I mean, I would say the one, the one exception would be Edmonton. Based on how the Preds have played the Edmonton Oilers over the past three, four no. seasons, that's the one team I would stay away from out of that. We're out. Anybody you, else, I like their chances. Can you imagine Nashville facing Ellie Tolvanen in the first round? Do we really want to have to podcast through that series? Uh, I'll be on vacation that week. Yes, yes. I have a funeral that day. I can't possibly yeah. make it. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, Last yeah. question, last question, best question, maybe, maybe not. Pot stirring question of the day, Nick. Has your respect for the fan base changed in any way this season? All right. Uh, well, first off, <laughs> um, thank you to at get John Hines did, yes. did, uh, for sending that one in. You little pot stirring. Here's, here's the thing, Anne. We talk about some people in the fan base mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm not sure like the best way to put it. I, I think criticizing some of the fan narratives, uh, I'll, I'll leave with a thing. My, my respect for the fan base hasn't changed. I, mm -hmm. I still respect the fan base. I still respect everybody's opinion. Yes. I, I think it's, I think it's more tiring then lost respect sometimes. And, it, and again it is not everybody i think there's i think there's plenty of room for healthy discourse um i think there is plot every fan has a right to criticize what their team is doing um uh, you know roster decisions and strife like that that's a normal part of any fan base mm -hmm. i just think it's when you die on every single hill that's when it be leads leaves the realm of like healthy sports discourse um, and leads into Pepe Sylvia ish from uh, always sunny in Philadelphia. You know, the scenes where Charlie day is hopped up on coffee and cigarettes and he's got the conspiracy theory board <laughs> with all the threads pointing yes. to Pepe Sylvia. I mean, if you're talking about, a media conspiracy from all the Preds and all of the media members to shove Cole Smith down our throats. That's when you need to take a step back. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe if that's how you feel, maybe you need to check some of your biases about the team and see, okay, is that what's really going on here? Or am I just not a fan of Cole Smith, which is fine. Nobody is forcing you to be a fan of Cole Smith. Again, you and I, Anne, have had conversations on this podcast about whether or not he is the best roster option for the team. That's so weird. We're a part of that, too. But there, there's no great media conspiracy. Uh, and you know what? You also have a right to just flat out say, you know what? I don't like him on the roster. I think there's better options, but he had a good game. Yes. I think you if have you the right to do that. Do that that's a problem. Yeah. If you can't do that, like objectively, that's, that's when it leaves discourse and just goes to exhaustion to me. Yeah. No, I like your analysis that it is, the respect hasn't changed. I, you know what? You and I, I think are here for a variety of opinions. I think everybody, like you said, that's just the part of being a fan is you get to have an opinion on lineup and roster and coaching and general managing. For me, it is the arrogance, the consistent arrogance of it that I find exhausting. 
you know, walk in confidence, but know at some point when you're walking that arrogantly, you're going to trip and fall. Um, yeah. And and again, you know, the other thing I come back to is just a heads up to remember that these players are so much more than an athlete. And some of the discourse that we see about particular players or particular performances, I think, is too far. Yeah. You know, but hey, you know what? I am here for all. I'm here for, you know, whatever ideas, thoughts, criticisms, you know, people have. But just perspective, perspective. Yeah, yeah. they're human beings. They, they're they they're do, whole they do human beings. And yeah, I don't think you can be like, you know, I think it's very hypocritical for people to talk about mental health on Twitter and then two days later be like, this person's a waste of space and shouldn't be playing hockey or something like Thank that. You. Um, Thank you. Yeah, so that's that's my opinion on that. And I'm sure a lot of people out there kind of feel the same way. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a doozy to end on. But yeah, you know, hey, make no mistake. If you're listening, we do respect you. Um, you know, just yes. just keep it civil and keep the discourse healthy. Yeah. Uh, and where can people find your work? You can find my work online at insidethepreds.com. And you can find me on Twitter at NK underscore Mama on Ice. Yeah, if you have discourse, go go bug her. <laughs> uh, you can find me at on the Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. While you're there, be sure to follow the show at LO underscore predators. And however you're listening to us, whether it's on YouTube or you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, be sure to hit subscribe. That's going to do it for us on today's lockdown predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with an all new episode. We'll see you then.